Mr. Kaler. Mr. Khan. Oh my goodness, this is outstanding. Mr. Kaler, I'm very excited because we've got a major upgrade to the Kaler and Khan studios here. Oh, and, and, and if the uh, audience listeners could actually see this setup, this is, in, in one word, professional. Professional. Go big or go hard. Yeah. No, I don't go think big. that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Edit. Oh, no. <laughs> Please stand by. We're experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. We're experiencing technical difficulties. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, go big or go home. There uh, we go. There we go. Yeah, yeah. So, Kaler. Um, yes, sir. Kaler and Khan Fall in Love did very well. So thank you to everybody for subscribing, for liking. Um, liking the podcast on whatever platform you get it from helps us out a lot. Kaler is on a quest to monetize our podcast. So we've got a, <laughs> we've got a long way to go from our ones of listeners. To that point, Kaler, I have something for you. I think this is going to shock, nay, outrage. You've been teasing with yes. teasing this uh, to me for yes. the last few weeks, so I'm on the edge of the seat right now. Okay, so let me let me go ahead and uh, play this trailer. It's a little free advertising for them, I guess. But here we them. go. You did not look at them. Is that nope. what you said? I didn't look at them. Wow, look at look at that prep work. Very impressive, Governor. Very. I I couldn't be more thankful to not have grown up in Ohio. My name is John Kasich. I'm the former governor of Ohio, former presidential candidate, a former member of Congress. And I'm Jordan Klepper. I'm a comedian. I never ran for president. I do know who Governor Kasich is. I think we both... Uh, Keller, John Kasich is ripping us off. I'm Jordan <laughs> Klepper. Like, we came out with this idea. January is... Uh, December is when we dropped. You know, once again, I'm tired of John Kasich stealing my ideas. <laughs> Are you really? I am. I, are you jealous? No, how can I be jealous? This was my idea. <laughs> I mean, look at that. It's, yeah. it's a virtual clone of our show. I, well, Kasich, I, I, Kaler. I I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you right now. I know who John Kasich is. Yes. But I couldn't tell you who that other gentleman is. Uh, he's a comedian who does work for like the Daily Show. Oh, uh, that's probably why I don't know him. There you, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But I, I'm just, you know. What do those two have that we don't have? See, I mean, they even took the alliteration idea. So now we find ourselves in this world of more intense competition where the big <laughs> fish are trying to take our ideas. So, Mr. Kaler. Yes, sir. Our episode for this month, Kaler and Khan, spring forward. Very right? good. So, um, you know. How I, do you want to approach this? Well, I worry, Kaler. I worry. Every Saturday night, yes, when it's time to change the clocks, not every Saturday night, but just when it's time to change the clocks. That's Saturday night in March. March or in November. True. I worry because I adjust my clocks when I go to bed at, say, 11, 11.30. You're one of those people. And technically, Kaler, daylight saving or standard time doesn't take effect until 2 a.m. that Sunday morning. Right. So I, I worry I worry that I'm breaking federal law. <laughs> I don't know if you can help me with that. 
Well, I'm surprised you're not staying up until 2 a.m. to physically move those arms of the clock backwards or forwards. So, yes, we're, to, we're looking at, at, at specifically daylight saving time, which is about to uh, take effect. And um, we wanted to explore what, why, who's to thank or blame, depending on your point of view, for this. And what are we saving? Exactly. We decided to go around and poll uh, some of the people that we encountered and hear what they had to say about daylight saving time. So our first round of questions, the first thing is we were out and about, what is daylight saving time? You know, what's this all about? So let's cue this up and see what we got as far as responses. On Sunday, March 13th, we adjust the clocks. Horrible, horrible thing to do. When we adjust the clocks, is that going to daylight savings time or is that going to standard time? Is that going to day, uh, the first one? Daylight savings? Yeah. It is going to daylight savings time. I know something. You know many things. <laughs> Next Sunday, of course, a week from this Sunday is daylight savings time. What does that mean? What does it mean? It means that yeah. we, uh, we get an extra hour of light at the end of the day. We turn the clocks ahead so that we get an extra hour of daylight at the end of the day. How do you feel about the whole, we're going to move the clock forward an hour? You know, Is it forward? Ah. Spring ahead. There you go. Oh, okay. Who knows? He knows? Spring ahead, fall back. You're I mean, not going to like... catch him with some <laughs> kind of silly... <laughs> Come on. Yeah, spring ahead. Um... Spring forward. Then we'll move the clock ahead. All right, so there we go. Quite successful um, for, our, for our interviewees. First round of questions. Uh, the audience, I, I thought, um, answered quite remarkably well, accurately... Yes. Uh, the, quite educated. The highly educated Kaler and Khan demographic. Uh, listen, it, it's in the margin of error. So um, basically, you know, one of the common misconceptions, and I, I don't think it's really a misconception. I think it's just this um, inexactness of the English language. Uh, you know, you say that we, we move the clocks forward an hour. That is moving to daylight saving time. And we say, you know, it makes it makes uh, the day last longer. Um you know, and, and I think most people don't really think that you are somehow magically creating more daylight. Like, they understand that really what's happening is you're making it stay lighter later. Saving that amount of light. Precisely. So by pushing the clock forward, you're taking an hour of daylight that would have occurred when a lot of people are still in bed sleeping. In the a.m., Correct. And then you're moving it to the end of the day when people are coming home from work. So they have this additional hour of daylight at the end of their day rather than at their beginning of their day. And as you said, just transferring that sunlight from a.m. to p.m. A chronological sleight of hand, wow. Mr. Kaler. So, uh, yeah, you know, and I caught, as I listened to the responses, I caught myself even saying things like, you know, it makes the day last longer. And of course, I know that the day. We're not getting a 25th hour. Exactly. And it's not expanding the amount of sunlight. It's just, it's staying lighter longer than it normally would have. So that's one of the things, it's a tricky thing to think about. But anyway, that is the essence of daylight savings time. Or but then again, saving. you said it yourself. It's staying lighter longer. Is it really? Lighter later. Lighter later. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Then if we stayed on standard time, if we stayed on standard time, sun would set an hour earlier. It would also rise an hour earlier. Well, why didn't we just say it's darker earlier? Okay. Yeah, we could okay. say that too. All right. All right. So the, the next question then uh, came up, you know, why? 
why do we do this? So let's see what our uh, respondents had to say. Why do we do it? Uh, wasn't this like some old time farmer's almanac kind of thing that we had to get up really early to like milk the cows and ah. thresh the wheat? Some saying, you know, the farmers having more mm-hmm. daylight mm-hmm. to harvest the crops in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Other people trace it back to to the candles. Ben Franklin saving the wax of the candles and not having to burn as much mm-hmm. wax. Mm-hmm. I don't know the exact reason. I feel like once upon a time, I learned it had something to do with farming. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I think it goes back to Benjamin Franklin. And then I think during the wars, to, uh, so that people had the, um, didn't need lights on at night. I believe around Benjamin Franklin time or something, uh-huh. it was uh, farming, had to do with farming. Yeah, that's, uh, it. that's a common ag- one. agriculture, yep. agriculture ben, and farming. Ben, I mean, I don't know, I could yeah, be wrong. I don't yeah, know. it's one of those things, there's like urban legends about yeah. it. And farmers... Farmers pop up very, very frequently uh, as as culprits. The we common will, scapegoat. Yes. Yeah. Blame it on the farmer. So we're we're also doing a little bit of a tease here that because we will reveal what our research has uncovered, but in the episode. So you're blaming <laughs> the farmers. I'm absolutely blaming the agri- agricultural industry. Okay. And there we go. Wow. So so Kaylor, you know, we heard we heard Benjamin Franklin. I'm a big fan of the farmers. I know you it, are. And how difficult it is to be a farmer. Yes, but I think we've got good news. But I think they've gotten a bad rap. Absolutely. Right? So... As has our friend Ben Franklin. Yes. So um, I did a little digging, right? And, uh, and you did as well. So tell me what you found out about Franklin and his writings. Uh, well, um, like I think several of our viewers are, are respondents said um it had to do with him suggesting that um parisians were wasting their mornings by just staying in bed maybe he had a point but his solution was uh that the french fire cannons at sunrise (laughs) to wake people up and to reduce candle consumption at night so you know maybe that goes back to the early to bed early to walk early to rise the, the poor rich's almanac sayings that he was famous for but uh again you know franklin is a little bit of a uh well as you and i have talked about in the past <laughs> maybe this is a subject that we should not broach um well, he had a reputation franklin in paris uh, he certainly did have a reputation yeah I, I came across the same thing and and um you know it was in the context of Yes, he wrote about daylight savings, but it was most likely a tongue-in-cheek sort yes. of like Franklin highbrow comedy kind of thing. Ha ha ha! It, these French people sleeping their days away. Yeah. So, digging in a little bit further, the first mention that I could find uh, of daylight saving in the modern era goes back to early 20th century in England, where he started to have some folks advocating specifically one gentleman who was advocating for moving to uh, daylight saving he didn't call it that but just you know adjusting the clock getting more time at the end of the day and the you know idea that you get more people out in the fresh air and exercise and it would make everybody all in all more healthy um what about you did you come up with anything before that or uh, no if you're referring to william willett I, am. I think i i found the same i think his was also um you know, getting urging those lawmakers, those 
British parliamentarians to, to shift the clocks to, to really, um, I think, focus on the economic aspects to generate economic activity. Yeah. Economic benefits of, hey, people are up longer. I, you know, and I like, Let's go out and spend. Yeah, and I like the earnestness with which he argues for it. It's like very like, you know, you feel like the very fabric of the universe is hanging in the balance here and he's fighting for it. Um, so then, uh, you know, it, it, um, it, it, it somehow did actually make its way in front of, uh, the, the English legislature, but they shot it down. They Mm -hmm. were not, you know, he was a man, a man ahead of his time. Um, so then, and then what comes around, what, what forces or instigates causes parliament, what event causes them to kind of rethink things and then adopt it? Well, if I may go, go back in time, my own educational time, I believe it was the assassination of Archduke (laughs) Franz Ferdinand that set the ball rolling. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, World War one. Yes. Yeah. And, um, I came up with a timeline where the first nation to adopt it was Germany. Yes, ironically. Yeah, 1916. And uh, the, the, the British were debating it, but the Germans kind of just did it. And that's probably you know, because they were shut off from the rest of Europe and embargoes and things like that. And so materials were difficult to get. Yeah. Um, and then after Germany, who's the next nation in Europe? Oh, wow. Well, not Europe, but the next nation in the West to adopt it. Well, I got the U.S. in 1918. Yeah. I know there are a few other European nations that followed suit, but, you know, as an effort to to cut energy costs. Yeah, I had um, 1917 is when the U.K. moved to daylight uh, savings. So um, that... That gets us to our first, you know, national instance of daylight saving time. And it's kind of an interesting thing, like uh, the whole saga of establishing time zones and, you know, getting everybody to agree on a uniform timekeeping. And what's interesting is that that system that was kind of cobbled into place across the U.S. for the railroads during the 19th century, end of the 19th century, um, beginning of the 20th century, it kind of eventually falls apart in between the wars. Um, and daylight saving might be the thing that did it. Any, anyway. Well, because we have prosperity again. Well, up until the Great Depression. <laughs> I mean. And that got us thinking again. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So after after World War I, um, and we'll get more into this, I think, uh, th- there was opposition to daylight savings. It was not uniformly uh, enjoyed. Um, I, I came across a lot of writings where daylight saving was seen as sort of like an a, a special interest of the leisure class because it would give you more time to golf when you came home from, from work. And um, it, actually, farmers really did not care for daylight saving time. Uh, at least that's what I came across. What about you? Uh, you know, very comparable. Uh, you know, the, the, the whole... I think one of the things that I found most interesting was the fact that... Wow, I just lost it. That's all right. Don't worry. I'll most likely edit this out so you sound smooth and coherent. <laughs> Great. The sound of nothingness. Sound of Kaler searching for lost research. <laughs> all right. Anyway, we get through World War One, and the farmers weren't feeling uh, daylight savings. They were not fans of it. And also, you know, more conservative um members of American society were not liking daylight savings because this was a huge 
you know, government intervention into the, one of the most basic things of the way the day works. Um, so in 1919, I have the House of Representatives convening a hearing on the repeal of daylight savings time and, and farmers dominated the debate. They were vowing to repeal it. And that is where uh, a lot of historians believe the conflation of farmers being for daylight savings came from because in the public mind, it's like, oh, daylight savings repeal and look at all the farmers. And so farmers like daylight savings time. Um, in uh, 19, again, in 1919, there was a uh, bill that came out of Congress that would have repealed daylight saving time. Um, Woodrow Wilson, he vetoed it and Congress got the two thirds majority, overrode it and, and did in daylight saving time. So that brings us up to like 1919. And at that point, as I was saying, you know, some places liked the idea of daylight saving time, other places didn't. And you, you develop this like weird patchwork of like, even within states, some municipalities went to daylight saving, some stayed on standard time, and it was getting really chaotic. Timekeeping, which is crazy. Like, we are after the First World War. You you kind of think of that as, like, modern. Uh, the Roaring Twenties. Yeah, like... You, Advances in technology. Yeah, like, you think, okay, look. The radio. If I got somehow transported back in time to the roaring 20s i could kind of blend right? <laughs> as opposed to as, as opposed to like if i got transported back to the 1860s like if you say so so i guess my point is it's shocking that in the 1920s timekeeping across america is like fragmented and you could be in buffalo new york and rochester new york and the time could be an Ra-cha-cha. hour off. Yeah, that's that. So that gets us up to this, like, say, interregnum, where we have this weird patchwork. So, Kaler, what shocks us out of our patchwork timekeeping and blasts us back into war? Well, there you go. Uh, I just stole your thunder. WW2. Yeah. Fascism, the rise of fascism in Europe. Yeah. So what I and I, I did not know this until I did the the digging into it. Um, our return to daylight saving time was precipitated by a pretty famous singular event in the war. Well, I think the year is 1942. Well, you know what? I'm going to say December 7th, 1941. There you go. Pearl Harbor. Yep. Because then in 1942, um, all the states are given uh, all the all the states have been given the option beforehand. But then FDR in 1942 says, "All right, everybody's on the same time," and he actually calls it wartime. Yes, and that was my blunder there. I I, I stepped on your line. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was that was the precipitating event, and um, because of it, Congress gave FDR the um, authority to put the whole country on wartime. So we advance the clock and no no set date for it to expire. Well, and then where to, Kaler? Uh, well, post-war, we're talking, I guess the big year that we've talked about off air, 1966. Okay. And what famous piece of legislation do we wind up, does Congress wind up passing? 
Well, gosh, I don't know, Kayla. You're going to have to. The Uniform Time Act. Ah. Signed by LBJ. And it established a system of uniform daylight saving time rules throughout the United States and its territories. Which, again, is just shocking that it wasn't until LBJ. That, that's where we get the 2 a.m. Yeah. You know, specific time, yep. specific time zones. Yep. So, little known fact, why 2 a.m.? Hmm. So, 2 a.m. in the morning was a time where you had no arrivals or departures at New York's Grand Central uh-huh. Terminal. Uh, you know, the last train that pulled in before 2 a.m. was some, somewhere around 12.30 a.m. Mm. And then the next departing train wasn't until several hours later. So setting at 2 a.m. wasn't going to mess with the train schedule. Ah, That's why it's not like, well, why doesn't it just happen at midnight? All right. So then um, it's pretty much set. And then just a little bit of tinkering with the beginning and end. Yeah. 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 Uh, the most recent one. What was that? 2005, I think. Five? The Energy Policy Act. Which pushed one? it back to... Uh, Second Sunday in March. And the uh, first Sunday, Sunday in November. Sunday in November, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's, that's where we're at. All right. So that is the history of uh, daylight saving time. So let's... And, and, and so the thing about uh, who's it for... Farmers. Farming. The farmers. Farming had to do with farming. Farmers weren't feeling uh, daylight savings. They were not fans of it. So looking into why they disliked it, um, one of the issues was dew. (laughs) D-E-W? Exactly. As in the condensate that forms on surfaces. Gotcha. Basically, um, you know, let's say that... uh, there are a lot of crops that can't be harvested while they still have dew on them. You have to let them dry off. And the thing that dries them off is the sun. So by making sun rise an hour later by advancing the clock, farmers now had to wait an additional hour before they could get out into the fields and harvest their crops. So it actually forced the farmers to start their day later and end it later. So they would then have difficulty getting into town to stores or getting to, uh, you know, getting to town meetings and things like that because their labor was being pushed later in the day. It has nothing to do with the cows. Well, the dairymen weren't fans of it either. That sounds like you know a little no, something. No, please go ahead. Oh, okay. So with cows, cows like to be milked about every 12 hours and they get on this schedule and, uh, once they're on that schedule, they, you know, they don't, they don't understand daylight saving. And if you have a small child at home or dogs and cats, you know that they want to be fed at the same time or go out at the same time and wake up at the same they, you know, regardless of what you've done with it. So basically, um, what would happen is um, the dairymen were getting up uh, before dawn in the wintertime to milk their cows and, you know, make sure that the product got into the dairy, got into the city in a timely fashion. When we went to daylight saving time, they were also milking cows in the dark in the summertime. They didn't get the reprieve of that daylight hour. So all of these, you know, farmers who are up early, they're not wasting daylight in Mm -hmm. bed. 
So this actually was sort of delaying their start to the day. I would think it would also affect, wind up affecting the the milking patterns of the cows. You know, if Bessie is ordinarily getting milked by Old MacDonald at 5 a.m. in the morning, now we push that to 6 a.m. And, you know, Bessie doesn't know that. Bessie knows, like you said, they're structured animals. They yep. get on a schedule. They're ready for, as you said, every 12 hours, the new... The new 5 a.m. is now 6 a.m. Exactly. They're going to already be ready to be milked by the old. Let's see how people feel about daylight savings time. Our, you know, our response. There's a big event coming up a week from this Sunday. Are you in favor of it or not? Definitely in favor of it. Um, I like having more daylight after work ends, right? So you can go out, hang out with your family go for a walk or a run, right? Kind of like, uh, it's a welcome to the spring season. Ah, very good, very good. Do you like this uh, annual monkey business with the clock? So I used to like it when I was a young man and that meant we got an extra hour of nighttime in the fall. But now that I have kids and dogs, I do not like it <laughs> because it just throws everybody's schedule off. Do you, do you look forward to moving the clock forward an hour? I do, because I like coming home when it's still daylight. Uh, what about the loss of sleep, that hour that you lose? Since I have young kids, I don't really notice it, because we don't sleep anyway. Makes sense, makes yeah, sense. Yeah, so one less hour in the day really doesn't impact us. And you know what? One more hour of daylight means one more hour to listen to Kaylor and Khan. That, that might have been the best answer ever given. Uh, on an interview, <laughs> one more hour to listen to Kaylor and Com. But you heard some of the things like, you know, the dogs and the kids getting off schedule. Although, you know, to some people that wasn't as big of a deal. Now in the world of science, isn't that what we call circadian rhythms? Yes. Yes, it is. And that screws you all up. Oh, once that gets out of whack. Absolutely. So then the last thing, um, there are some states that... Do not engage in this monkey business with the clock. <laughs> Arizona, for one, they just stay on standard time. Um, and every state can do that. Hawaii, I think, too. I believe so. But, Kaylor, what about could we just stay on daylight saving? Well, I, as we've discussed be before, I, I think, I mean, if we're talking about some it, creating some sort of new, new governmental policy, my recollection is the only way to do that is to get Congress to pass a new law. Yep, gotta get Congress involved. So your state could, just of its own, opt out of daylight saving time, but you cannot opt out of standard time. You gotta go back to standard time. So it would take some federal legislation, and there are there have been some um, attempts to write and sponsor that legislation. So let's see what our respondents had to say about uh, whether they, well, as we would ask them, what, what's their druthers? Would they <laughs> rather go full-time standard or full-time daylight savings? So if you had your druthers, would you like to see standard time in effect the entire year? Or would you rather have daylight savings time year-round? Uh, I like it to be later, darker later. So daylight, I like the daylight savings. Okay. 
All right. Very good. But I wish it would just stay the same all year. Okay. All right. One or the other. Yes. Would you be in favor of just let's stop playing with the clocks? Yes. Would you rather be in the sprung ahead mode? So that means like in December, it would be super dark when we're you know right. coming into work, uh, but it would stay lighter longer. Um, or would you rather stay with what it's like where it's you know going to get darker sooner? No, I like the first one. So stay in daylight savings year-round. So yeah. it stays lighter later. Yep. Get to work in the morning, that's okay. That that's it's like okay. pitch dark. I, I, that usually happens when you get here as an early bird anyway. That's, so. that's why the car has headlights. That's why the moon is out. There you go. <laughs> All right. I think we should pick one. I think it's a little archaic at this point. All right. And so which one would you rather stay with? Daylight savings where it stays oh. lighter, longer in the day? Or standard time? where it'll give you uh, some more light in the morning, but it will get darker an hour earlier than what you're used to. Currently, we're in standard time. That's a tough one, because I kind of like the best of both worlds. I like waking Mm -hmm. up to a little daylight and driving to school in daylight, Mm -hmm. but I think I'd rather daylight saving times. I think I'd rather have my extra hour of daylight in the afternoon. All right, all right. That's a tough one. I think I would probably prefer to have more hours of daylight in nighttime. I I can always put my headlights on. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I can only play outside, you know, that's, so much. That's right. So. That's why the car has headlights. Right, there you go. I must tell you, I love Eastern Standard Time because the days naturally get longer. And I'm a morning person. So I like the sun being up early in the morning, and it still stays daylight later in the day. Okay. So stay Regardless. With, stay with standard. It's standard time. However... I wish they would just make up their mind <laughs> one way or the other and just stop with changing the clocks. Uh, I would rather it be light later. Light later, so stay yeah. with the daylight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, need to play, I need to play volleyball on the beach till uh, 8, 15 at night, man, on the summers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there we have it. By my tally, that is Six, sev- seven. Seven. I, I got seven yeah. for daylight saving. And one for standard time. Okay. So that seems to be the preference. So, Mr. Kaler, let's summarize what we've learned, right? Our first question, what is daylight savings time? Moving the clock ahead an hour to shift an hour of daylight from before most people were awake to after the end of the day. Second question, and I'll let you field this. um, Should we be blaming the farmers? Absolutely not. They were, they were pretty opposed to it. They were. Uh, who was a culprit that we both came across? The corporate world? Ah, the I, chambers of commerce. There we go. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, in the, the writings that I came across, it was, um, it was believed that when it's lighter later, people are more willing to come out, buy things from stores. You know, they feel like oh i can go commercialism yeah yeah it always comes down to the dollar mr khan yeah i i do find i think every every topic we've talked about so far it comes down to the dollar seems like everywhere you turn commercialism slash capitalism has put a fingerprint on (laughs) something that you cherish (laughs) you know uh history unfolds like a good story like an onion. Like in many onion. layers. <laughs> Correct. But we also talked about the point of, uh, you know, and we go back to, to Franklin about the whole 
energy saving, you know, like saving candles. But, you know, you fast forward that to the world where the, 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 the nation, the world is run by electric um, oil, whatever. You know, whatever that is, there's some sort of source that we can conserve on yeah. by um, somehow seemingly having the lights off yeah, you know, using I, le less electricity. I but yeah, I, I tried to track down a legit calculation of what you save, and you know, any place that was being honest about it, it was yeah, the savings are kind of dubious at best. Like it's not clear. Well, here's a, and I I'll make this very brief. Department of Energy had a report. They published a report in 2008, and they said that the extended daylight savings time that had been signed into law for 2005, yeah. this year, it saved about 0.5% in total electricity use per day. And yet, a different study by the National Bureau of Economic Research found that the shift to daylight savings time, it went contrary, it went opposite to what the whole policy's intent was. It increased residential electricity demand by about 1%. Um, uh -huh. And they used the example of just the state of Indiana raising electricity bills in Indiana by $9 million per year Oof. and increasing, therefore, pollution emissions. Yeah, so that was, that was the thing. Like, whether or not it really actually saves you energy is a debatable thing because I couldn't find a consistent answer. It really kind of varied source by source. The name implies energy savings, um, but it maybe looks like, eh, was it successful, was it not? It seems like it's, you know what, it very well might be. It just seems like it's a thing that's really hard to quantify. So, you know, when you go to, should we still be using it, should we not be using it? Maybe that's a harder piece of the argument to incorporate that it does in fact save energy. Or perhaps maybe there's other issues that we should be concerning ourselves with. Yeah, like, your friend Milton Hershey being able to <laughs> sell more chocolate on Halloween because it's going to be, you're going to get that extra hour of light. Well, because the kids need to be out there trick-or-treating. Trick-or-treating. That's right. Kaylor and Colin brought to you by Milton Hershey. <laughs> That's not a... <laughs> uh, That's not real. <laughs> All right. So I think, you know, I think we've learned some things. I actually learned some things today. All right. But you know, who to blame, who not to blame. I shouldn't blame the agricultural industry. Well, maybe you should. I mean, <laughs> um, don't blame the farmers. And as far as, uh, you know, does it really save energy or not? Eh, that one's a really hard call to make. Um, do people like flipping back and forth? Pretty much everybody was like, no, we don't like the adjusting of the clock. And when asked, you know, what would you rather stay with? It was overwhelmingly, let's stay with daylight saving time. Any surprises there? No. No, no, no. I mean, because think about it. Twice a year, you are, your whole circadian rhythm is just thrown out the window. Yeah. Everything, you know, we're structured. We're humans. We like structure to some degree. Yeah. And, you know, you, you have something going for a while. You're up. You're up at the same time, going to work every morning, and then all of a sudden... Boom, that Sunday night occurs, Sunday morning occurs at 2 a.m. And lo and behold, everything is thrown off. Yeah, yeah. And that takes a lot. I mean, I don't know about you, but that takes 
That takes me a long time to get used to. Either one, that just that switch in general. Yeah. It always takes, I mean, that's, I think, why people are so upset about it. Yep, could be. So that, I think, brings us to our conclusion. In for the landing, as they say. I think we've... We've, we've touched on all the things we wanted we've to. We've comp- accomplished our goals. We have. We have accomplished our goals. So, uh, once again, thank you for joining us. And as always, subscribe, give it a like, tell your friends about us. It all helps. Mr. Kaler. Mr. Khan. Live long. And prosper. Prosper.